is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results' Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern bringing you over 20 years experience in the Maryland and Southern PA region and also with me each and every week, the wingman, the one and only from Presidential Bank Mortgage, Mr. Terry Kernan. Hey buddy, how we doing? Good, how are you? All right, we're deep into the summertime now, aren't we? Hot, hot, hot. Yeah, the heater got turned on, hitting them 90s <laughs> yeah. left and right, huh? Well, uh, I got a buddy in, uh, that lives in Phoenix, and mm -hmm. th th just every day is over 110 degrees, and uh, he's handling it by hanging out at the pool, And um, it, but I just can't imagine, so... Hey, you got Glad it. we're not there. No, 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 no. And that is we a different heat. That is a drier heat. Yeah. It's like an oven heat, which, you know, difference between a sauna and a steam bath. Well, we'll see in the next few months. We go over 100 one time here and break any records or something like that. But all well, no records being broken in real estate, Terry. We're going to go through the numbers real quick. Total, total active homes for sale in Frederick County right now is 290. So we're getting there, trying to break that 300 marker. It's pretty good. 160 resales. That's the highest we've seen in quite a, a while. I'll tell you yeah, right now. Absolutely. 37 days on the market. That has gone up, my friend. We were at 30 forever, 32. We're at 37. That just screams everybody's on vacation. It really does. All right. Median price, 582. The lowest home right now is 124000 little baby condo, and the highest $1.95 million. All right. New construction, 130. Okay. We have 130, so we're obviously down from the highs of 160, 180. Um, single family home, brand new build, 730 is your average single family home to build. So we went way above that 700 mark. I don't know what people were thinking. I don't see that sustainable at not even close coming up. Coming soon, 47, so that's down a little bit, which is normal right now. Pending under contracts, 515 and 193 resales. I'm sorry, 322 resales, 193 brand new builds with an average time of the resales of 17 days in the market. And, of course, that's going to trickle up here, I'd say, in the next month or two. We'll get above 20 days on that easily. Sold in the last 30 days is 358 homes with an average time of 14 days in the market. That's going to go up. And then I haven't done year-to-date in a while now that we're past mid-year. We've had 405, as of today's date, from January 1st to today's date, we've had 405 brand-new homes settle in Frederick County. So we're on track for about 800 brand-new homes a year being built and okay. settled in Frederick County. Um, and then resales is 1,636, and then the average time across the board is 21 days. And right now, the list of sold price is 101.6. That is coming back down a little bit. And the year-to-date is 100.2. So, those are the numbers. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I thought that the resales would be more, but I guess not. No, we're 40% um, down. Yeah, that, that's a... Volume's down 40%. When I saw that number, and that's year-to-date, yep. so six months, we've sold 1,636 homes that were already built. They're not new construction. Yeah, those are resales, right? Right. I thought that number would be higher, but uh, uh, 
Yeah, yeah we're going to come in. Yeah, we'll come in somewhere around resale homes. I'm hoping 2,800 maybe. It's going to slow down a little more. So I'm guessing my, my prediction is 2,800 resale homes in the county. And uh, and then if you take it up about 30 to 40 percent um, more than that, that's where we would have been in the heyday of the markets in COVID time when we were, uh, you know, hitting 4,000 homes uh, a year selling. So there's the numbers. Yeah, that's a huge, huge difference. Oh, yeah. Everybody's business and all of it. You know, the thing is that volume in amount of homes being sold is down by from the height of COVID and all that, maybe 40 percent. And uh, but home values, we're going to talk about a little bit. And and um, and we're we've it's flattened out even a little bit more and slowed down the choo-choo train. We're not flat. There are some price points where your value is not going up every month right now. But for nine out of ten uh, marketplaces and such like that, and of course it's very local. We are still seeing a little bit of appreciation, and uh, I think in our area we're going to be happy with seven to eight percent appreciation across the board. I do talk to real estate friends all over the country, and um, there are definitely places, California and other places, Florida where I talk to real estate friends and they are definitely seeing home values totally flatten out across the board. They're seeing the choo-choo train is almost in neutral as far as values are concerned. And we are seeing more people, more sellers that are on the market more than two weeks, three weeks. They're starting to mm -hmm. understand 100% now. I need to get this price down a little bit. I can't be this aggressive. And of course, we still have maybe 15 to 20% of properties having a value appraisal issues where now the buyer and seller have to renegotiate and come to some, um, you know, some number that makes more sense. But the days of seeing people going 50 and 100,000 above to get the home that they want, that only happens, Terry, in really extreme rare cases. And that only happens if a seller absolutely is like a for sale by owner and they don't know how to price a property or something other extraneous circumstances that would be like, you know, you priced it so stinking low out of the market range that, yeah, you're going to get multiple offers like crazy and 50 grand above or something like that. So, all right. So that's what's going on. Wow. That's a lot. So, so I kind of see what you're talking about where these numbers are starting to play, where you're talking about the resales going up a little bit. Okay. What I see in my market or, or yeah, in my business is I'm dealing with more people that are first time home buyers that are not only able to get a contract, but they're also being able to get a contract and be able to go through the Maryland Mortgage Program. So yeah. so the, that's the first sign that there's not multiple offers coming in, okay? Because usually if you're a listing agent and you're oh, yeah. and you're saying to the to the seller, okay, we have three contracts, you know, one's all cash, one's, you know, 80% financing and one's a first time home buyer with 5% down and they're going through CDA to get a good rate and a good program that one's going to get eliminated yeah, right am still i is. am i right oh yeah still, still is. is yeah you can't get closing cost help um yeah, the, these kind of programs and things to help first-time home buyers or, or and all that, you, you're not going to get those in a multiple offer situation. You better be the only person in the real in the in the ring with Hulk Hogan, with no Hulk Hogan's, if you will, right? Yeah. So, so so in the last week, in the last week, I've gotten three contracts. Okay. All first-time home buyers. Right. Let's talk real quick. Contract number one, I'm getting them a twelve thousand five hundred dollar grant from Atlanta. Okay, that were the 
lender that does the FHLB of Atlanta grant. That's a forgivable grant forgiven over the next five years at $2,500 a year. Great, great program, okay? And it's wonderful, and the funds are low, but if you were a community partner, you get up to 15000 okay? Right, right. So it's a great program. You don't always have to be a first-time home buyer. There are some areas for, with community partners where we can get them fifteen grand. So it's a wonderful, wonderful program. But th- So the first contract has a $12,500 grant. I'm coming behind that, and I'm putting a $10,000 Frederick County grant. Nice. So the borrower is getting $22,500. And they are able to buy the house, okay, with $1,000 out of their pocket. So we're putting more money down, and we got the contract uh, accepted. And when I said, well, we need to get the grants and stuff, uh, the seller was like, that's fine. Second contract, uh, condo, Bethesda, $400,000. i am getting them... Fifty thousand dollars to pay off student loans through the Maryland Mortgage Program. Fantastic, right? Unbelievable. So that's the second one. Said to the seller, I was very upfront. I said, "We are going to go through the Maryland Mortgage Program. We're going to help this person eliminate fifty thousand dollars in student loan debt. They have sixty-seven thousand, so they're bringing seventeen thousand to the table. They've saved their money." So we're going to eliminate 50000 Third contract, same scenario, except going through Maryland Mortgage Program, and we are doing uh, $39,000 in eliminating student loan debt. So, so these are the programs that I'm starting to be able to sell again and get contracts on. So that's one of the signs that you said, yeah, everybody's on vacation. Well, the people that aren't on vacation... Yeah, they're getting some serious <laughs> they're cash, getting some, baby. They're getting They're doing pretty well. They're so, having so, fun. While people are playing on the beach, we got buyers scraping we up got monies buyers. and contracts and saying, yeah. So this is all in the last week. So that's this kind of pumps me up yeah. that, that yep. the first-time home buyers are actually having that opportunity to buy a house again, which is great. And a lot of what I see with the slowdown, okay, you mentioned it, vacation. But what also happened in the last two weeks besides the start of vacations? Rates skyrocketed to over 7%. You guys scared me. Seven and a quarter percent. They have inched back down. Now, I always say that when rates go up, they go up really fast. When they come down, they come down really, really slow. Yeah. So it's taken two weeks to get back to that 7% level and a little below. That trend will continue, okay? Because the demand is not as strong as it was. So when the demand for something goes down, the price comes down. But this Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, is what everybody is waiting pins and needles on. And that is they've baked into these rates mm-hmm. that the Fed, against my against my <laughs> advice, listening. the Fed is going to raise it by a quarter of a point. Now, <sighs> if they don't raise it a quarter of a point, you, you can point to me and say, well, they must have listened to Terry and Darren, yep. and Terry talked them into not doing it. I don't think that they should be doing it, but they've already baked in that they're going to do it. But here is what the key is. Once they come out, 2 o'clock Wednesday, Chairman Powell um, comes out, and he gives a speech, and he'll say, we're going to do this, or we're going to do this, or we're going to do this. 
all eyes and all ears are on Chairman Powell because he's going to dictate where the direction of the rates are going to come, and that's going to swing our rates probably in one direction or another, okay? My belief is that if they do raise rates a quarter, they're going to come out and basically say good things such as we still see that the uh, inflation is cooling, but it's not cooling fast enough for our liking, so there may be future cuts. Something like that is going to help our rates. We're going to be down in the sixes, closer to 6% by the end of the year is what I feel. And I think that that will start to spark the interest. So people say, if you want to buy a home, is now a good time. Just listening to what I just said about the three people that are first-time home buyers, now is a very good time to buy a house. Yeah, definitely. So Um, next Wednesday's big, big, big. Big day, big day. So pay attention, guys. Pay attention. Um, Thank you. Yesterday, I know you are one of my clients I had. He uh, had called you up. And I told him about the grants and the money and all that again. And I am, and I told him, I said, he asked me about, what about credit? What about income limits? What about this? What about that? I said, hey, you need to talk to Terry. These guys, they know this stuff changes and this is, you know, to figure out. That's the first big step is to find out what you can get and all that stuff like that. So um, he got back to me, texted me back, and he said he missed the, the debt, the cutoff to get the grant. He made $4,000 too much money. And it was a high amount. It's over. Yes. I can't say it on the air who it is not but it was over it was a hundred and i think it was one hundred twenty nine thousand dollars. their household income is and he said man if i was at 125 and under i'd be able to get a grant and i said well don't go losing your job or throw away your money right <laughs> don't ask your boss right. for a pay reduction so you can get a grant money or so but but that's the thing that people want to know terry is what you know with these different programs and things what are the qualifications and income limits and all these things like that and everything else and that's something, I don't know how much time you want to spend on it right now or you want to prepare for that, but that's something that we get a lot of since people are learning, I believe, more and more about our program. Mm-hmm. There's grant money out there. Some of it's forgivable over time. Some of it's not. How does it all work? So, so one, of the th- one of the calls that I get on a regular basis, month over month, is I will get a call from somebody and they'll say, hey, um, I just bought a house. But I see this program with the Maryland Mortgage Program able to pay off my student loan debt. (laughs) You're late to the party. Can I still get it paid off? And the answer is no. Nope. So so if you have somebody that has student loan debt, it is so important. Give me a call. We do a lot of these loans. I do a ton of the uh, smart buy. It's called the smart buy. It's on the Maryland Mortgage Program website. You know, here's what you need to do to have your student loan debt relieved. You need 720 credit scores, okay? So you got to have good credit. Second thing that you need is um, you need to put 5% down, okay? Now, the Maryland Mortgage Program will also give you down payment assistance, but what we're going to do is we're going to pay off up to $50,000 worth of your student loans, and that's forgiven at 20% per year. So what is the catch? You gotta live in that house for the next five years. Yeah, five years, you gotta know you're gonna live in that house. You gotta live in that house. Yep. The amount of people that will call me and they say, hey, um, I, I got a call, two calls last week, they were back to back calls. Hey, one was, I live in Chicago, 
Uh, I want to buy a house in Maryland, and I want you guys to pay off all my student loan debt. And I said, well, where are you going to live? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come live there and then do like an Airbnb. I'll live there sometime, and I'll do an Airbnb. That's not you can't do that. how the program works. Right. We do this. The state of Maryland does this because they want you to stay be in the state of Maryland. Maryland, Maryland resident. residents. Yeah. So they feel that a five-year commitment is going to allow you to free up a lot of disposable income. Yes. Which will be put back into the Maryland economy. Economy, yep. Also, within five years, we're hoping that you get married maybe and start having a family and choose Maryland to be the residency that you're going to continue. It's a brilliant program. Uh, it's the only one of its kind, and it's fantastic. Yeah, so it's good stuff. So make sure you guys call Terry for more information about the Maryland Mortgage Program. And also the big thing is student debt and how that works and uh, how much you can have that, you know, forgiven and all that good stuff like that or and, and taken care of. So, And how that ties in with the ownership. I never dreamed in a million years, Terry, that that student loans could somehow be tied into home ownership. I, I never dreamed it. Well, Next thing you know, it's going to be, we'll pay down your car thing, or we'll do this, or we'll do that, or we'll feed your dog. I don't know. Well, well the <laughs> amount of people that the amount of people that I'll talk to them about this program, yeah, and they'll have forty thousand, fifty thousand, easily in, in debt. And I'll say, well, this is a program that we can take a look at. You qualify for? No, no. Um, Biden's going to pay off my student loans. He's going to forgive my <laughs> Biden's going to pay it all and, off. And I'm like, no, okay. It's the I, I, yeah. I, well, but it's like, I, yeah, I'm yep. like, you know, I yeah, say, oh, yeah. okay, okay. Okay. Like, all right, here's what's going right. on. Life in the streets, Terry's thinking of qualification things real quick. I had a house, the, uh, the septic system, the baffles were off and all that. And so they said, and, and with different lenders, um, so is it required in on a VA loan do all underwriters require that there is a pass septic test done? Yes, yes, yes. All right, yes, yes. Water no, test. No, no exception. No exceptions to the rule. All right. Water failure. I had a UV light wasn't working. We got uh, first thing tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock. I got my guys from Eagle Plumbing. By the way, they're awesome in Frederick area. If you need anything done with plumbing stuff, call Eagle Plumbing. They are great guys. Um, they're meeting first thing in the morning. They were they get there the quickest to help us out. They're going to deal with this and put in the UV light or the module, whatever's going wrong with it, because it failed bad, and that is the number one thing. This is close to farmland and everything in Walkersville, which means it, as a realtor, after 20 years and 700 of these doing this, I already know that there's a higher chance to have a higher nitrate levels and all these other things like that. And with a VA loan, there's different tests with bacteria, chloroform, and all the others that are required through a VA loan rather than That's just uh, FHA or USTA or conventional, right? Yes. So talk about that for a minute, how that all works for our listeners. So this is a question that you did not prepare me for, so, I, so I'm so i going to... Yeah, but you're smarter than I am, so I, you got it. So I don't know the exact specifics of right. what they require. I mm -hmm. do know that it's a more stringent test, okay? And whether they ask for this or that, but you can't get around it with a VA loan. Right. That's so, what we're so one about, of the VA. Yes. So, so VA is basically the loan that you can get if you're a veteran, okay? Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's a fantastic program. I love helping veterans, but this is the requirement is, is you need to make sure that the water and everything is. I've gotten this question before. What if we just take it out of the contract? <laughs> sure. No. 
It yeah, doesn't work there that you way. Go. Does not work that uh, way. So non-negotiable. Yeah. So on an so with an FHA or or a conventional, you, you, you can do like a hold harmless letter. VA, no, no, no. You have to get that now. Sometimes, like on an FHA or, or conventional, they'll require us to get the well and septic. And you say, well, why do we need it if they're going to sign a hold harmless? Because there's a whole page in the contract dedicated to how bad the well is. And yeah. and so that's when we're going to get involved and say, hey. And because what what we've happened in the past is is we've had a failed septic. And we one time we had a failed septic, and the uh, and it was not you or anybody that the, the realtors that were involved. They were trying to talk the seller or the buyer into let's do something outside the contract. You just signed the hold harmless, and I got wind of it, and I was like, no, <laughs> no, 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 not on my watch, yeah. not on my watch. So a failed septic. So that's why if it's in the contract. You're going to need to provide proof that it's been resolved. And in this particular situation, we held up the, the purchase for four and a half months. Wow. Until they got a new septic system in there because they were trying to go on with, an, with a conventional loan. But it was all over the books that it was a failed septic. So it just didn't make sense to let anybody close. But it closed eventually and everybody was fine. But... You just got to be very, very careful. As a buyer, you just have to be very cautious when you're buying a house with the septic. Don't not address it, is my feeling. Yeah, you have to. And the thing is this, and guys, this is the big thing. I know somebody may say, well, they got the contract approved in this and that, got it ratified and accepted by the seller, and but it's as is. So it's as is. You can't make no repairs. Yes, you can. We had already, I had already prepped my buyers that if anything, we put, by the way, the sellers were not willing to put in the addendum in that part where it says if there's any septic stuff needs done, whatever it is, we'll, we'll pay $500,000, do whatever. Same with the water treatment to have it retested and such like that. No, zero. We took the onus on ourselves 100% to get that contract accepted with a VA loan on this house. And the stipulation I said to my buyer is, look, anything that needs to be repaired and fixed for you to get your loan approved through underwriting, you have to pay 100% of it. It's that simple. This is how this works now. We're still there in this kind of a market. Not a problem. So I was able to get them some good people. We got it all negotiated with uh, good prices to get the baffles put as that. Done. Clear report. Getting all that stuff there. So uh, water, same thing. They're paying for that tomorrow, and it's all good. So this is the thing that buyers and, uh, need to understand. And, and uh, when it comes time to it's a lender-required repair, it has to be done. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. The, the, uh, the underwriter is not going to sign off and approve the loan. And it's like bad breath. If you don't do anything about it, it gets it, worse. It, it gets worse, and it, it is worse. not going away. Exactly. And this is the thing. A lot of real estate agents, guys, I'm be honest with you, they don't know how all this stuff works. They don't know the rules of the game, how to navigate through it. And we've got time elements. Time is, like, not our best friend sometimes. you gotta, you got to best basically know what you're doing and getting the right help and all this and that. And so navigating through it, this is why we get paid the small bucks, as I say right now. <laughs> all righty. Big thing, too, is, oh, this came up real fast. Terry, oh, found out 
that they had treated the wood in the basement, unfinished basement, this home, and it's no big deal. Disclosures, didn't disclose, there's never been any moisture or evidence of leaks and water in the basement, but because of some fishing around, we found out that that five years ago, this home had a, a, a water leak and it had water in the basement. It all got remediated, it was fine, but my buyers brought up a really good point. Wait a minute, isn't this knowledge, why wasn't this disclosed? Well, going backwards, the new owners have only been in the house three years. This incident happened with a previous owner. The new sellers, are, or who owns it, they're disclosed, that was on the other people to disclose to them. But because of that, my buyer, the, the seller was not required to disclose something that didn't happen during their ownership. Really? No, okay. because it already been taken care of way back previous ownership stuff. Makes sense. But, but that's on the legal side, on the ethical side, on the side of what I call a known material fact to keep everybody in a safe harbor so nobody can ever raise questions and try to come back and sue anybody or anything crazy like that. Here's the bottom line. It's always safe to disclose anything that you know. It doesn't hurt anything. It's not going to uh, uh, negatively affect the buyer's decision in that point because what they want to know is, since you've been living there, has there been any problems with electrical, this, that, whatever. This same property had a tree fall in the corner of the roof. They had a repair. They had a claim. That was documented. That was disclosed. They have the paperwork, and one of the trusses cracked, and they had an engineer, and they got the paperwork that it was sistered and fixed correctly according to the engineer's recommendations, and it's not going to be, it shouldn't be a problem anymore in the future. That was all just, everything's fine. But the whole thing about the fact that five years ago there was water in the basement, doesn't matter if it's finished or unfinished or anything, it would have been good, my buyer said, to have known this, but it's really good, Darren, with your knowledge that it didn't legally, on in the disclosures, they didn't have to disclose that that happened previous to their ownership. No different, Terry, than going back and saying, well, four owners ago, we heard that a car ran through the front porch, but it all got fixed. That was 40 years ago. You know, so it's like, well, they're going to do their inspections, the due diligence, typically. They're going to know about this, know about that. And, and at the end of the day, as long as everybody shares as much knowledge as possible when it comes time, I tell sellers, that is where you say the safest you can possibly be. Just a good rule of thumb. And that's the same, Terry, for whether somebody says, hey, I knew there were no permits pulled for the basement to be finished or this to be done or that to be done. Those are really, really good things to be able to know and pay attention to. So one more minute. We're shutting her down for the weekend. Tell us your thoughts. Thoughts about what? I got lots of thoughts. You got lots of thoughts. One minute. <laughs> anything you want to share, Terry? You got 45 <laughs> seconds to tell our buyers and sellers anything you want to share out there. The last thing I'm sharing is I'm going to Cambridge, Maryland for the next two days this weekend for the hydroplane boat races, baby. It's boat racing time again. No, I think the bottom line is if you're a first-time home buyer, now's, uh, we're getting those contracts accepted. So think about it. Just because rates are high, you know, and I'm bring back the old term, marry the home. Date, date the, the rate. rate. Yep, okay. Because that Marry changed. the home, date the rate. Rates will be lower in the next 18 months. We will be able to refinance you into a more comfortable payment. But yep. let's take a look at, you know, uh, definitely take a look at the first time home buyers. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Thung, all that stuff. Click, like, share, ring that bell, get it out to everybody you know. Have an awesome weekend. From your Frederick Real Estate Update, happy buying and selling. We're always here for you. Take care now. Bye-bye.
Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301 639 9244 301-639-9244, or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.